Is it possible that NC State's offense didn't really have anything to do with the quarterback? Because Brennan Armstrong looked pretty good. And don't you know that Casey Concepcion seems to be the featured player now anyway? So maybe it wasn't about MJ Morris or Brennan Armstrong, but it's more about Concepcion. I think you're exactly right. And I, you know, that's what we talked about back when they made the switch that although Brennan wasn't playing great, it felt like it was more about the 10 other guys around him. And you have to give the coaching staff credit is that they began finding ways to get KC Concepcion the ball. I mean, I don't think it takes a uh, football genius to watch the the games on Saturday and realize he's the best player they have. And, um, but they, it took them a couple of games just because he was a true freshman. And um, I don't even think they knew he was going to be that good. And um, so I think between that, the offensive line playing better, getting healthy, I think Brennan is in a better situation now than he was in the beginning of the season. So um, I, I think that MJ's a good player. Brennan's a good player. I just don't think it was an ideal situation for whoever the quarterback was. In, in that first kind of quarter of the season. Mike Glennon is joining us here on the Adam Gold Show. Now, Concepcion is a, I mean, he's not necessarily running back material because he is slight of frame, we'll just say that, uh, but he's super quick, and he obviously is a good route runner. He's able to get open, but, man, they're using him like Debo Samuel now. Uh, 86 <laughs> yards rushing out of the backfield. had the one monster run. Uh, but they're able to just get him the ball in all sorts of different spots. They are. It reminds me probably more just body type of Naheem Hines than probably Debo. But, yeah, I think he's a guy that you just have to find any way you can to get him the ball. And to be honest, I was a little concerned with how he could hold up as the season went on when he became basically their starting running back more or less, <laughs> but he seems to pop up right away. And he seems like a tough kid and um, he just has a knack for making plays. And I think, you know, Naheem was kind of a receiver or he was a receiver that played some running back and then made a switch. Right. Where I do think Casey's future is, is that receiver. I don't think it's that running back, but he has that, that speed and agility and he's got good vision. Um, and, yeah, I think they just have to keep finding as many ways as possible to get him the ball as long as his body can uh, withstand the beating as the season continues to go on. So the Wolfpack sit here at 7-3, and 4-2 and two overall, 4-2 and two in the league, 7-3 and three overall. Is this basically going back to the beginning of the season? I'm not saying best-case scenario, but when we looked at it, we thought, yeah, you know what, if they could, if, if they could somehow be – you know, seven wins with two to play, that might be as good as we could expect in a transition year. Without a doubt. I mean, after the Duke game, we weren't sure if they would win another game on the schedule with how how they kind of played in that one. Offense didn't look good. Turnovers dropped. Defense giving up big plays. And I think with this defense, it's crazy to think, but this might end up being Dave Doran's best season. I mean, there's a realistic shot at at a 10-win season. Um, you know, now going into Blacksburg this week as, as underdogs, which surprised me, and then finishing with Carolina. But the way the defense is playing, you have to think every game is winnable. And really, if the offense gets off to a good start, I don't know if they're, if, uh, you know, the defense 
would ever give up a lead. Now, I don't know if this offense is built to come from behind. Right. But just like last week, you get up 21 nothing, and that game fell over in the first quarter. I mean, I don't think anyone expected Wake to come back with the way that, that this defense is playing. So uh, it's, it's all about the defense and the offense just doing enough to give that defense a lead and, and protect the lead for the rest of the game. All right, so how do we give Peyton Wilson his flowers for uh, the type of year he is having the type of career he has had at NC State. How do we give him the flowers? Like, it, are you talking about- yeah. How do we put into context? Uh, I mean, where there have been a lot of great defensive players uh, at NC State, but Wilson has been a great player for a long time, and he's dealt with injuries. Yeah, he's older, uh, but he is better now than probably he ever was. No? Right. I think the closest person I can remember since I've been following it to say now, I didn't see Mario Williams and those guys, but it's having the kind of impact that Bradley Chubb had yep. um, before he left. And, and and Bradley won the defensive national player of the year or whatever it was. And his number and, and name is h- hanging in the rafters now. So, I mean, I, I you know, I didn't think he has to be up in that category. Whether you retire his jersey or not, I don't know about all that, but he is having that impactful of a season, as impactful a season as any NC State defense player I can ever remember, including Bradley Chubb, who has all the accolades and went on to be a top-five pick. Um, So you can't say enough about what he's done. Um, He is older, but I think he's staying healthy, and he's – all over the field. I mean, you see 11, number 11 in on just about every play it feels. And, um, you know, I think NC State fans seem to enjoy him these last few games because a guy like that's not walking through the door every year. Let me ask you a quick question. Uh, by the way, uh, I, I had the honor of spending some time with Mike this weekend at the American Cancer Society uh, uh, event down in Pinehurst. It was just amazing. They raised a ton of money for uh, for cancer research and uh, programs and all sorts of stuff that, that cancer.org is, uh, is at the forefront of and appreciate Mike's time and his generosity as well. Uh, but the, you, you and I were talking about Peyton as a, uh, as a draft prospect. And I know he's older and I know he's got an injury history, but given the nature of the NFL where, Really, after your first contract, they're getting rid of you anyway, unless you are basically a superstar. Does he play his way into the second day of the end, maybe early in the second day of the NFL draft? Uh, you know, I, I can't evaluate linebackers quite as well as I can quarterbacks, but injury history is going to be a concern. But the fact that he stayed healthy this year, and he's playing the way he has, I think he has to be considered a day two prospect just because he will step in day one and, and make an impact on an NFL roster because he's that good. Uh, there's not many guys his size with his speed. I mean, we're talking about a linebacker that's 6'3 and runs a, I mean, what I believe is around a 4'5. I mean, he's going to crush it at the combine. Yeah. Uh, the combine's going to be huge for him, both from the testing standpoint, but probably more importantly from the medical standpoint. And it's going to be whether the doctors kind of give their stamp of approval of a guy that's had a shoulder injury, a knee injury, and and all that. 
So the tape is going to the, – the defensive coaches are going to love it. You know, they're not really watching him right now because just the scouts are. Once the season's over, those defensive coaches will start diving into the college prospects, and you have to think that they're just going to absolutely love what they see on film. It's really going to be about the medical evaluation and whether doctors feel comfortable taking a guy with an injury history that he has. With all that being said, I think he des- he's definitely deserving of being a day-two play. All right, let me ask you one more thing, and then we'll let you go. Mike Lennon, NC State legend, is joining us here on the Adam Gold Show. Getting back up for a trip to Blacksburg. Not that Virginia Tech is great, but they've had a very good year given all given the way it started, given the way they've been over the last several seasons, and everybody wrote them off at the beginning. How big a task, how big a challenge is this coming off a big win at now three in a row, trying to make it four, trying to get to the Tar Heel game uh, with a chance to win ten, uh, ten games overall, but nine in the regular season. How big a deal is it to get back up for this? It's a big game, and I think, you know, a few weeks ago, we probably saw this as a struggling Virginia Tech team. I mean, they lost to Marshall, but since then, they, they have a new quarterback and have kind of new life, and um, you know, it's going to be a challenge. I'll be honest. I was surprised to see that Virginia Tech is favored. I right. mean, it opened out like one and a half and it moved even more to like three. Um, I thought NC State would be favored just because, you know, you just beat Clemson, Miami, and have a really good showing against Wake Forest. I, I figured NC State would be favored. But I guess with the way Virginia Tech is playing and, and having that atmosphere that you have in Lane Stadium, um, it's going to be a challenge for NC State. And, Again, I mean, I think that the theme of it is offense needs to get off to a good start and uh, then let, let the defense do their thing with the lead. So it is a big game, and, and like we said, there's still, you know, although the ACC championship is kind of out of sight, to get a 10-win season with, with the way, kind of even before the season, I mean, no one was expecting this team to, to get 10 wins. Um, there's a lot to play for, and, um, you know, it, it's definitely a big game before – Carolina comes in town next week. No question. And uh, Dave Doran just keeps endearing himself to the crowd, man. <laughs> uh, it is it. They, like, I love the I love the spot where the program is at, and they they seem to be getting the most out of this season, and that is awesome. When we all knew it was going to be a transition year. Mike Lennon, NC State legend. I appreciate your time. Check him out with uh, our friend Tim Donnelly on the uh, Pack Therapy podcast. I appreciate it, man. I'll talk to you soon. All right, thanks, Adam. It was cool to hang out with Mike this weekend. We talked a little bit about uh, Peyton Wilson and all of that down in Piner.